0: Welcome to another edition of Sounds Japanese Canadian With me, Lex Jensen. And me,
1: Raymond Nakamura. Coming to you from the vault at the Nikkei National Museum in Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada.
0: The world. The (laughs) universe. So today we are going to be talking about the murder of Watanabe.
1: That was supposed to be like dramatic music. (laughs) One of those screechy sound things. I have to work on that. So it
0: didn't work. Um, okay, but it is, okay, we're going to be serious about this. So this is a murder that took place in 1931. And what we're going to do is we're going to break down and tell you the whole story. And then we're going to come back and look at some things. It's from, from that
1: book, uh, Stories of My People. Yes. By Roy Ito.
0: Yes. And so we read the story from there and we've tried hard to find other Accounts, and there isn't that many. We know it is true, because there's a record of the people, but as for details, there's not much to go on other than this. so we will recount to you what is in that book. So Naokichi Watanabe, who is the murder victim, is who I will begin telling you about. He was a Japanese man who came to Canada with no family looking for his fortune. He was
1: like for- a lot of people.
0: Yeah, pretty much everybody at that time. He was from Shizukaken, ken is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, in Japan. At the time of his murder, he was living at 629 Cordova Street in Vancouver, which was an illegal hospital slash boarding house owned by his accused murderer, Shinkichi Sakurada. He was murdered on March 29th, 1931.
1: It was a Sunday. Was it? Yeah, it was a Sunday night.
0: Oh, wow. Okay he was 49 at the time, he had $2,500 worth of life insurance, naming Sakurada as the sole beneficiary, and just so you understand how much $2,500 is in 1931, uh, the average yearly wage was $1,970, uh, and a new car cost about $600, so it's almost the, the price of a house. I don't know a house where, but a house. <laughs> um he was in the community he was known as a good worker but timid um and he was also known it was well known that he was to receive a large sum of money from work re- from the workmen's compensation board for an injury he had suffered this is not part of the life insurance it's something separate um after he received his money he was set, he was scheduled to return to japan in 5 days from when he was killed
1: dun, dun, dun. Now the accused as as uh, Alexis actually mentioned already his name was Shinkichi Sakurada and he was 50 at the time of the murder although I've seen some other reports that gave him a different age yeah
0: 40 51 right
1: hmm, like 40 or something he was completely I thought
0: different. that was I told me
1: I know anyway. it, it seemed to be reversed on this other source okay. but, uh, so anyway he he was he was middle aged <laughs> well, then, back then, I guess that was significant. But So he was an illegitimate medical doctor running an illegal hospital out of 629 Cordova Street. And I looked up this map in 1931, and there was this weird numbering thing because it went 629, 629 and a half, and it was actually in reverse order. Oh. So anyway, that was on Cordova, and um, it also served as a boarding house, which we were mentioning before. So, the Japanese newspapers were all over this. and At the time, there were at least a couple Japanese language newspapers that were going on. And they were reporting, as soon as this news broke, everybody knew somebody and they were all talking about it. And supposedly, he had butchered pigs for a living in Japan. And as well, well, probably more significantly, the police had suspected that 20 people had died mysteriously in the hospital. For example, there was a young boy who died in the hospital in, in the January, and he also had a life insurance policy of $2,500, naming Sephiroth as a sole beneficiary. So I guess they go into the hospital and maybe, I'm wondering, do they sign these papers? I don't over? Know. It seems weird to me, but yeah, me too. I'm not supposed to interrupt. So the police had uh, exhumed the body of the boy and the others, but they didn't find any any examples of foul play. I guess they're going in there, and they're going to, Maybe he knows they're going to die eventually, so he guess in the That's
0: kind of, well, I think that boy had tuberculosis or something. Yeah, so TB
1: was a big problem.
0: Yeah, so the chances of him living were pretty. But who would insure someone who has tuberculosis is beyond me? Anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he doesn't tell them.
0: Yeah, that's true. So the second uh, accused murderer is Tadeo Hitomi, and he was living at 456 Powell Street, so roughly four blocks away, would you say?
1: Yeah, that, that's right across the street from where the Powell grounds are, the open Ramble okay. Park.
0: Okay. He was 49 years old, although I did read 41 years old in another account. Uh, he was reported as having limited intelligence. He had worked as a salmon fisherman on the Nass and Skeena rivers, and that's how he knew the victim, Watanabe. Uh, when the police first came to him, he seemed nervous, and he had a wound above his eye, and he had told the police that he had been robbed and attacked the night before, which is the same night as the murder. Um, also, there was a piece of paper with Japanese writing sticking out from under his hat when they came to his house the first time, and it supposedly translated to, The police suspect that I am the guilty one connected to the Watanabe killing. I have disgraced the Japanese-Canadian community. I will kill myself.
1: And as mentioned, he had limited intelligence. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the other person who was involved, he was a witness. He had this um, unusual involvement that that is kind of complicated. His name was Bunshiro Fujino, and he was supposed to have been 37 years old. And he was also renting a room from Sakurada. Although in the article, it mentioned that he was at a different address. I think it said 602 um, uh, Powell. Which is across the alley from uh if you go across the back alley from Cordova, uh it's it was just a couple houses down from where Sakurada's place was. Okay. So I'm not sure if you it sounded in the story as though he was at Sakurada's place, but, yeah, it but totally the address is. listed in the story was different. Okay. And and, and that place was not on the nineteen thirty one map. There's no address uh corresponding to what
0: it said that's that it, okay.
1: Uh, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to get sidetracked, sorry. So he, he was renting a room from Sakurada and he was, uh, um interviewed and this is his version of, of what happened. He was, it was late at night and Sakurada knocked on his door asking if he had seen Watanabe and Fujino said no. So then, um Sakurada persuaded him to go out. Apparently it was a rainy, dark, dark and stormy night. And, uh, <laughs> And go look for Watanabe with him, because he, he uh, lent him some money before. Sakura I think. And that was what he said. And so first they, they went down to the wharf by the old Hastings Mill. So that Hastings Mill is down on the waterfront. It had actually been closed uh, in 1929. And um uh, but had been one of the early, uh, sources of employment for a lot of Japanese in the area. So he was on a fishing boat and sleeping at his fishing boat. And they woke him up, so he wasn't too happy to hear about that. (laughs) So, he had not seen Watanabe. And then, Fujino and Sakurada were walking along the train tracks, or along the waterfront there. It was past one o'clock in the morning, and Fujino, understandably, was not too happy about this. And then, Sakurada came across and said, It's Watanabe! (laughs) <laughs> and so I don't know wh- whether he was faking that or not but he, he said this so Fujino went over and saw a, a body although he couldn't really tell if it was a white man or a Japanese man it was very dark and um, then Sakurada told Fujino to go and fetch the police so from where they were uh, down on the waterfront to the where the police were it was about six blocks because the police station was over at um, Cordova and near Main Street. Okay. Because my mother, I realized, would have been two years old at this time. She was living around the corner from where hmm. the police station was. Uh and so in the meantime, Sakurada is standing there and he has put his haramaki, the, the stomach warmer cloth, I think, over the head of the body. When the detectives, um Duggan and Spence, arrive and um so they check it out, and they they took off the coat, and they they um, were surprised to see this haramaki monkey <laughs> over the face. But I guess the face was kind of bashed up. There's several wounds. The right ear is almost severed off, and there's no indication that he was a, a fan of Van Gogh or anything. And um, so obviously something bad had happened, and yet there didn't seem to be a lot of blood. So at that point, Sakurada told the police that Watanabe had borrowed $3 shaman and had gone to see Yamashita. So uh that's why he went out looking for them. But he also said that Tadao Hitomi, was a friend of Watanabe's, might know something, which is kind of a suspicious way of putting it. Yeah. And then, according to Fujino's story, this is this is the Kuncha part, the two went back to the hospital and boarding house, and Fujino got mad at Sakurada for involving him in this. It makes him look bad. And Sakurada said... If we get Watanabe's insurance money, I'll give you some of it. And then he said, "I know who did it. It was he." Told me I've told the police. So this this seems to be a big thing, uh, as to how things turn out.
0: Yes. Okay. So to recap, Sakurada and um, Fujino went out looking for Watanabe. They found him dead near the train tracks. Or so, uh, Fujino went to go get the police. Um, Sakurada stayed with the body, and at that time, took a thing to co- put his stomacher over his his heramaki. Hara- <laughs> wow, <laughs> over his face, over Watanabe's face to cover his face, as well as his coat, and stood with his umbrella over the body to shield it from the rain. And that's how Fujino and the constable, is it or detectives Dugan and Spence, came upon Sakurada, and. Then there was the incriminating sentences that Sakurada spoke to Fujino after the fact, when they were alone, about the insurance money. So three days after all of that, um, after the murder, on April 1st, Sakurada, Hitomi, Fujino were all arrested. On April 7th, after screaming that Watanabe's ghost was in his jail cell, an interpreter was brought in and Hitomi confessed with the following story and so this was the guy that was found that sakurada said you should go ask hitomi to see what's up and when the police did he was the one who had the wound above his eye and supposedly that incriminating well i don't know if it would be incriminating but that letter and so he wanted to confess and this is what his story that he said on april 7th On the night of the murder, Sakurada, Hitomi, and Watanabe were walking along the train tracks. Sakurada stopped and turned as if he was about to talk to Watanabe. When Hitomi, with a hatchet he had concealed in his pocket, hit Watanabe twice in the neck. Watanabe, in defense, then grabbed Hitomi, who yelled to Sakurada to help. Sakurada grabbed Watanabe's arms, and Hitomi then hit Watanabe on the face, finally cutting Watanabe's throat. Hitomi said Sakurada's motives for doing this was Watanabe's insurance money. So now we go on to the trial.
1: All right. So at the trial, then uh, Detective Harold Duggan, although at another point, I think he was referred to as a constable, but let's say he's a detective. Yeah. He was described as being plainclothes plain-clothes officer. When okay. you right. So anyway, he he mostly said the same thing about uh, what had happened regarding uh, coming across the body. And the coroner. After the uh, detectives had originally found the body, then they waited for the doctor to to examine it. And then the coroner said that Watanabe had several head wounds, including a knife wound in the center of his forehead, defensive wounds on his hands, and a fractured skull where someone must have smashed his head a couple times. Sorry if you're listening to this during lunch, and it might be kind of graphic. Uh, The coroner said that there was not much sign of struggle, and the blood found at the scene was only a cupful, so he would have expected more from these wounds which is kind of a weird thing. Mm-hmm. The jury agreed that murder had taken place and the three men were committed to a trial. But then two weeks later, Fujino was released. However, in the meantime, the newspapers, the Japanese newspapers had been reporting this. It got The word got back to his family in Japan. And even though he got released, he, he received these letters from his daughters saying that they couldn't go to school anymore. They were ashamed and they had disowned the guy. So here he is. He thought he was doing a, a nice thing, while helping look for this guy. And the next thing he knows, is his family's disowned him. And so that was kind
0: of disturbing. Yeah, I felt sad for him. And that's the last you hear about him, really. hmm Um, so now we'll go in and talk about the trials of Sakurada and Hitomi, and they were tried separately in October. So the murder was in April, and now we're in October so during that time hitomi changed his story to self defense stating that watanabe had attacked him first with a hatchet the tr- trial revealed several people witnessing hitomi trying to tr- trying to burn blood-stained clothes on the night of the murder hitomi was very vague at his testimony repeatedly saying i don't know to most of the questions he was questioned he was questioned for 3 hours and seemed dazed the whole time Sakurada testified that Hitomi had attacked Watanabe on his own, and he, Sakurada, had nothing to do with it. He said when he got, he went to go look for Watanabe, he had heard voices and ran up to them to discover Hitomi standing over Watanabe's body. He was afraid Hitomi would attack him, so he gave Hitomi ten dollars when Hitomi asked for it. The, it all seems a bit, a bit, um, loose. So anyways, both men were found guilty and sentenced to hang on December 30th. When Sakara was told the verdict of guilty, because you have to understand that these men didn't speak English, so everything was being translated to them. He was said to so when the verdict of guilty was being translated to him, he was said to have smiled and later made a statement to his innocence, saying he knew nothing about Watanabe's life insurance and since Watanabe was two thousand dollars in debt, there would only be five hundred dollars left over, not enough to merit to merit the murder of someone. At this time, the interpreter explained to the judge that he had made a mistake telling Sakurada, who would be. telling Sakurada he would be hanged in 30 days rather than on December 30th. This mistake was then corrected, and Sakurada was then led away.
1: The other weird thing is that, well, that interpreter, uh, he actually went by an English name. He was a Japanese guy. There's another story in that, uh, Stories of My People about him, the the James Tenning. And so he used to be a Japanese naval officer and had escaped... After he had been uh, convicted of embezzling funds, and he married a Caucasian woman in Canada and was known for drinking a lot. So I don't know. I don't know. His job as an interpreter kind of is disturbing. Especially when you think that all the testimony would be reliant upon um, the interpreters. And and because the judge and none of them knew any Japanese. Yeah. So, it seems kind of dodgy, but anyway, the, so the aftermath and, and the hanging, uh, during the month leading up to, uh, months leading up to December 30th, he told me he went, well, kind of bonkers if he wasn't already. So he was threatening a hunger strike, he was yelling and declaring there was a monkey in his cell, time to get out, and he told that the, the, there was, um, a Mr. Yamada from, I think the, um, Salvation Army? Was?
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. so he, he was the, their, spiritual advisor, that he was a, a, a father to six children, and that he was not actually born in Shigaken, which he said, I don't know if we mentioned that or not, but Hokkaido, mm-hmm. and that his real name was Tadao Haitone. And uh, then the Japanese paper speculated that he may have been Ainu, which is the uh, indigenous people. So Okala Prison was the place where everybody in BC was hanged. And in that year, 1931, they used to do the hangings out in the courtyard. Uh, they had changed the system so that there was a separate room inside. There was a picture on this in the um, the blog on the, the Vancouver Police Museum's blog. They, oh, okay. they talked a little bit about Ocala Prison, uh, which is in Burnaby. I
0: thought so, it was in New Westminster.
1: Okay, maybe. It's over in that direction. All right. Uh, so only 20 people had been hanged at this prison before Hitomiya and Sakurada were scheduled to. And on the day of the hanging, Sakurada gave Yamada, that was the uh, Salvation Army guy, 70 cigarettes he had rolled and told him to give them to the other inmates. So that was very thoughtful of him.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, well, it shows he was, had some, he wasn't an evil, Or he had, it gave him he, some more.
1: Maybe he was nervous and he was just doing these out of habit. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he had poisoned them.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> he was getting that. insurance or, money. I guess they didn't
1: know, they didn't know that they would kill him anyway. But... <laughs> So he, when he was given his breakfast, he said, I'm not hungry. I'm going to die soon. But he did manage to eat half his meal. There's a lot of weird detail included in this. Thing.
0: I'm Well, I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. Oh, like okay. that idea of what are you thinking when you know, like, you're going to die that day? Yeah. Like what goes through your mind?
1: Hmm. Or other body parts. Yeah. So uh, Hitomi uh, finished his. And then afterward, Sakurada's body was cremated and sent to his wife in Japan along with his personal effects. So. That was the way that 1931 ended for them.
0: Yes, yes. So that is the murder of Watanabe. All of those facts we've mainly got from stories of my people, and there seems to be a lot of holes in it, or things that aren't completely explained, and you probably think that as well after hearing the story. So one of them being the translator that Raymond was talking about, being the sole one who actually knows what's going on, I think in they the said there are two court. translators, Was there? are
1: interpreters. Yeah, but okay. they only mentioned the name of the one of them. Okay, who's a little bit dodgy.
0: So they're speaking different languages and talking about the murder of someone, and then their life hangs in the balance. I think that's a bit—that would be a scary place to be.
1: Well, it's interesting if you think about the premise of a person being innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of evidence that they had—well, they did find the hatchet in False Creek. Mm-hmm. which seemed kind of far away. but And then there was the evidence that apparently he told me he had borrowed the hatchet from his neighbor or something. Yes. So th- that seemed pretty incriminating. The issue of Sakurada is, is sketchier in terms of the the testimony is dependent on other people who had something to say about this, although the Fujino thing is, is pretty obvious. If he's telling the truth, maybe he was mad at him for some other reason. Um,
0: yeah, I feel like he was telling the truth.
1: Yeah, okay. So it's interesting, though, just the general treatment. I mean, the, the story. Well, part of it is this is 1931. There's depression. A lot of people were out of work, so so money was tight. Around in this year, there were hobo camps being set up not far from here. There were people who were um, there were issues on Powell grounds of people who are homeless, and so money was a desperate situation. No, not not just well for all different groups of people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I guess that led him to that. But I didn't get why Sakurada would go and get Fujino if he knew that Watanabe had been killed.
0: Yeah, his, it's strange his, behavior.
1: So, so maybe he was just a crazy person or he, he, he was not thinking too clearly himself.
0: I think he panicked and I think he was worried Hitomi wasn't strong enough to go through with the whole thing. And so he wanted to make sure that Hitomi was found guilty of it and he maybe could collect all of the insurance money without Hitomi. So it was his way of trying to make himself look even more innocent by being worried about Watanabe and going out to look for him. Oh, he's trying
1: to set up his alibi. Yeah. But then why does he tell Fujino? Oh, I guess Fujino got mad at him, so then that's why he had to say he was going to give him some of the
0: money. Yeah, he just shouldn't that, have said that.
1: that, that seem- I guess he was tired. It was one o'clock in the morning.
0: I guess so, yeah. So maybe
1: he wasn't wearing his haramaki. His stomach had gotten cold. But uh, the the other thing about it is it's interesting to see the reporting. I was looking through, looking for examples. It said that the the mainstream Vancouver newspapers only had small lines about this. Mm-hmm. Partly because in that year they were more preoccupied with the Lindbergh kidnapping. Yeah, and there there were mentions though in other newspapers in the states in Alaska. Oh, there yeah, I, there were just snippets, just one line things. Okay, they did seem to emphasize the insurance money as being the motive. It seems weird to that they knew about this workman's compensation money though, and then they didn't mention how much that was or, or whether that was involved. I know because if he were going back to Japan, he must have. That must have been why he was able to. Do that Buy, is, is because yeah. he, he had that, so maybe he had the money on him or something. Yeah, it, it it just doesn't really come across to me as as being very clear as to what was going on. Maybe they were just crazy, desperate people. But.
0: Maybe I, yeah, I don't know.
1: And it's also interesting where they were living. The six hundred block of Cordova is sort of off the. map. We have this map of, of Powell Street in nineteen forty one, and it kind of gets cut off before that section. So it must have been like the extra CD part of town <laughs> that they were living in and even uh the place where he told me was living the address was not listed on there so th- i don't know whether that's a question of of the information that was in the story originally but his is an odd numbered address and those are all even number um on that side okay. so it, it it's kind of weird how these details were getting skipped over and the the way they were writing people's names there's there's examples in the the federal government's listing uh is, okay. Yeah. So Shinkichi's the name is with a K instead of an H, so it's Shinkiki. And and uh Watanabe's last name is spelled differently and I think his first name was given as Mao 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 Kichi Kichi instead of Naokichi. Yeah. And uh, part of that might have been that the Japanese wasn't standardized in this whole translation issue. But just this looseness of the situation. Two people get hung, hanged, and um
0: the details are not correct. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I I wonder because also at this time Japan was starting to to grow in its presence in Asia. There were concerns about what they were doing and negative attitudes toward Japan. Whether the fact that they let Fujino off suggests that there was at least some process going on. Mm-hmm. But I I wonder about the attitude of the people. You know, okay, we're hanging a couple. Japanese guys. Big
0: deal. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it too. Because there was only 20 people before this that were hanged. So it seemed like a a really steep sentence. Because I'm... How many people were murdered beforehand in BC?
1: Oh, I didn't get that far.
0: I don't know either. But like what I'm saying is I'm sure it wasn't just 20 people had been murdered Hmm. since like Ocala prison was set up. Yeah. So it seems like a steep sentence.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Well, the other thing is uh, though, that they did mention in that article, the story, that it wasn't the first time a, a Japanese person was involved in murder. There are a couple of other cases within the community. Yeah. And that aspect of it is interesting because I guess there's a tendency to think of the Japanese community, or at least the way it's portrayed as being Nice, uh, but it, this underlies, I think, the, the desperation that a lot of people had. Uh, they're away from their families. The fact that a couple of them had their families in Japan and they mm-hmm. were trying to work here. All these individuals living in in sometimes sordid conditions. Yeah. So it was a, With a
0: drinking, gambling, them. all of that. Right. And, and poverty surrounding you. Right.
1: So not really a happy place to be.
0: No. The other thing was that the jury was all white. And then there was just a few things, details in the story about, for example, that note that Dugan saw, how did he even know? Like, did he take the note? Like, how did he, how is it translated? Because he clearly doesn't know Japanese. Right. And even so, why is it included in the story? It doesn't seem all that important, unless it's pointing to Hitomi's innocence, which... To be honest, out of all of them, he seems to be the one who seems guilty if he stole a hatchet from his neighbor, which wasn't very smart, had a wound on his right eye, and was witnessed burning bloody clothes the night of the murder. Yeah. He does seem pretty suspicious yeah, out of he, all of them.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And then there's that other aspect that you were talking about with Sakurada and Hitomi being like the lesser, like they were based on what the, how the the papers were portraying them uh Sakurada was known to have slaughtered pigs in japan
1: right yeah so there's that historical aspect uh th- this wasn't explicitly mentioned but it's something i wondered about in terms of discrimination within the japanese community there's the historical thing during the tokugawa period that there was a class a subclass of people uh i think they're called the burakumin who are who are assigned to be slaughtering animals dealing with leather and stuff and the those families tended to go into those businesses even after that Class division was outlawed, uh, with the Meiji era. And, and there was this lingering. It, even now there are, there are, um, cases of, of discrimination that, that get brought up. You, you see that there are organizations that are trying to still deal with the discrimination that they face. Associated with it. Uh, the mention of him slaughtering pigs in Japan, to me, suggested possibly they were hinting at his background, and people were dismissing him out of hand. And then, as well, if if uh, Hitomi was considered an Ainu, then then he might have had trouble associated with other people if there was discrimination in, in that sense as well. So another dark aspect of the Japanese community itself.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, because these things were printed in the newspapers, we don't know if it there's truth to it, like in reality, or if it's something the the newspapers are just trying to make it so that they are from the lower class, and so they can basically throw more mud at them, and it's fine, and people can love to hate them.
1: Mm -hmm. And since. We don't read enough Japanese, we can't really make intelligent comments about it. Either. No,
0: no, but we thought we'd let you know about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's about all the holes we have. Can you think of any other ones?
1: The holes? The holes other than the in, the case? Of, uh, in the body oh, of, in the body of one. Oh, that's
0: here. actually one thing. The supposedly he was killed with a hatchet, but he had a knife wound at the center of his forehead. Hmm. So that was another thing that seemed to never come up again. And right. whether he was buried or it seems like his body might have been dragged there based on the fact that there wasn't enough blood. So there's all these things that were never addressed.
1: Oh, and the other weird thing <laughs> was that that I was looking up and uh Sakurada's grave is supposed to have been in Maple Ridge mm. Cemetery. It yeah. was listed on this website, even though it said in the article that his he was burned and then sent his to body
0: him. was sent yeah to his
1: So I haven't gone to Maple Ridge to check that out.
0: I'm thinking maybe his body was buried in Maple Ridge and his effects were sent to his wife. Maybe not his ashes, but his watch and mm. other things that were on him. That's a guess. Mm. Who knows? So that is the murder of Watanabe and the hangings of Hitomi and Sakurada. Do you have anything else?
1: I wonder if he did get the insurance money then.
0: I don't think so. Oh. I'm sure the insurance just kiboshed the whole thing. Uh, that's my win. guess. They always win. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. We hope you enjoyed the murder mystery episode of Sounds Japanese Canadian to Me. Do you want to play us out with your scary music?